The New Mutants is supposedly a movie made by 20th Century Fox and it was supposedly released in August and probably stars Maisie Williams and Charlie Heaton. After many years of this film not coming out, would it have been worth the wait or would it have been worth your hate? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Popscorn. on the Fan Entertainment Movie Review Podcast and today we supposedly are talking about The New Mutants should a film like that even exist. Yeah. Uh, I'm always Mike. And I'm always Dan. So I think you know this film has been delayed many 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 times and you know according to rumour it is out now. I'm not sure I actually believe that. No but... we've been down this road before when yeah. we thought it was out so we thought we just get ahead of the curve and do a hypothetical review. Yeah. Just in case. For what the think. film could have been had it actually ever yeah. seen the light of day. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm hypothetically happy that it managed to tie together all the timelines of the X-Men <laughs> in such a succinct way. Yeah. Very nice. Um, I, I think, just going off other things, I think Maisie Williams was good, probably. Mm. Yeah, and she could have been. Yeah. Charlie Heaton, I guess, probably, was fine. Yeah. Uh, and others <laughs> <laughs> and other people in the cast I don't think would have really performed all that well no and it is well supposedly is quite a short film so luckily it's not wouldn't have been a big investment had it actually come out those are the rumours yes mm. um, <laughs> well we tried yeah <laughs> wanted to treat this like the death stranding of films <laughs> <laughs> doesn't exist though does it but it turns out it does yeah uh, of all the movies i would have put money on being the first one i watch back in the cinema it would not have been the new mutants <laughs> of all the movies i would have put money on watching yeah. this would not no. have been it i genuinely thought they were just going to take the hit and bury this thing um because it, it i mean was it a troubled release, or was it just a like a very like wrong place, wrong time? Well, yeah. So was film? it was it just the most pointless film of all time, the most I mean unneeded film ever to be released? Had it been released? Had it been released? <laughs> Probably. But I mean, like, so timeline. It was meant to come out. I think 2018 was when it was. We saw the first trailer of this in 2017. Yeah, it was the first time it was meant to come out. It was pushed back from 2018 into the, I think, the start of 2019 for reshoot purposes. Which never happened. Yeah. Well, (laughs) well, apparently, I've heard two things. I've heard either they did take place and weren't used or never took place at all. By the way, Disney did not allocate the budget to include them in the film. It was delayed again because of Disney swooping in and, and, you know, kind of taking... Pausing everything. Over the, Dark Phoenix was too far down the road at that point to, to stop it. But when they finally got the Fox deal across the line, this was the only other X-Men what, mutant movie on the docket. Yep. So they had the power to stop it because, you know, why push that out if you want to use the X-Men further? So then it was delayed until 2020 as like a penciled in, we'll see. Yeah, we've got a gap there. Yeah, we'll put it out in March if we're going to put it out at all. But there was long rumours, speculation, it would just be pushed onto Disney+. Plus. Uh, they might just take the hit and not do it at all. They were talking they might be doing reshoots again. And then... Then the event. Then the event happened, <laughs> which meant it got delayed even further. I think it was actually meant to come out later than this. But as stuff started to calm down, they actually saw their, like... Well, apparently the reason they didn't put it on Disney Plus was legally they were obliged to release all finished and in development. Any, any film that was filming or finished... Once the Disney deal went through to buy Fox, they had to release. They, they did, had to see yeah. through to the end and then release. That is true. So all projects that hadn't got to that point were stopped and shelved, but this obviously was, I mean, already been finished for like a year by this point. Yeah, they'd shot it. Yeah, it was they, done. they were going back to film more because they released the horror style trailer, yeah. realised that people liked it, and went, oh, fuck, we should make it a horror film. Kind of the opposite of what happened to the uh, Suicide Squad movie where they went back yeah. to reshoots to make it funnier. Um, I, don't, I don't know how that 
I don't know why, um, <laughs> but I don't know what text in that was because I do not remember a single joke from that fucking movie. Um, so I do. It was the film? Real quick, I'm excited for the second one. <laughs> yeah, it's got a hell of a cast. Oh and, wow! Like, and the man it should have had from the start directing it. Yeah. So oh god, that that reveal trailer was probably the best thing to be released through, throughout the DC fandom event. Yeah. Like, it was a bit underwhelming, wasn't it? It was I just a bit... bit. I mean, I'm not getting a proper Arkham game, but I might be getting an Arkham game I can play through as Nightwing for the entirety. That's pretty fucking dope. Yeah, but, but then they showed off the fucking multiplayer, and then there was numbers popping off the enemies when you punched them. Like, oh, fuck off, no. I know. You're better than this. Although their Suicide Squad game, their Suicide Squad game does look pretty good. That does look interesting. We only yeah. got the cinematic, but, like... Ooh. Looks fine. It I... has characters. I wow. trust... Rocksteady, so yeah. that. Uh, Batman trailer looked pretty fine, looked neat. It's another Batman film. Uh, it looks like we're getting Court of in that and the um, Arkham Knights game, so mm. it's not the Gotham Knights game. Oh, and Riddler. In oh, the Riddler, film. yeah, so that's mm. pretty dope. Um, uh, what else was there? Uh, the Wonder Woman oh, one, which we mentioned was, uh, in a previous review. Cheater. <laughs> um, yeah, we're a little underwhelming. But boy. yeah, that Suicide Squad trailer, that cast, mm. those characters just being fucking shit characters, I love it. All into that. I'm a fucking John Cena in the Peacemaker. Helmet. I know. Oh, it's I so know. good. Oh, I'm so glad he's getting big deals now. Good. <laughs> they deleted him from wrestling at WrestleMania. He was great. Did they actually? Oh yeah, he he had a match with the Fiend, uh... White Fiend, and it was very high concept. And he got deleted. <laughs> so John Cena in kayfabe doesn't exist anymore. So they've actually played into the meme of him just not being there. Yeah, they can't see you him. you can't see him. Um, th- they still make reference to him, but as far as we're aware, he, yeah, the, the thing deleted John Cena. <laughs> Good job. So are they going to have to write in a plot where John Cena breaks through reality? It's going to be like Dr. Manhattan reforming himself, basically. <laughs> or it's just going to be that thing, you know, the green screen meme where he's like, yeah. are you sure about that? <laughs> Just they're gonna have like a random match in like the middle of Raw, and then like a partially muscled skeleton. Who <laughs> 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 can't see It's like a nervous system taunting you. <laughs> hey, John Cena comes back and he's all blue and all naked all the time. Fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting term for Johnny Workrate. <laughs> <laughs> what a brand- oh, what a wonderful nuance on his character. Anyway, that took a turn. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? New Mutants. Um, oh yeah, that film. So reportedly. And then I think they just went, right, this means that legally we can push it out, but no one has to watch it, and therefore we can pretend it didn't exist. Yep. So that should tell you the extent to which this movie has any impact on literally anything. That being said, <laughs> and this will not shock anybody who has watched, who's listened to any podcast in the past, I liked it. Of course you fucking did. It's an X-Men film. I liked Regardless it. of all their flaws, you will like an X-Men film. I liked Dark Phoenix. I know. I almost put Apocalypse on my top ten until you talked me out of it. Thank you for that, by the way. That was a moment of weakness. <laughs> you would never have lived uh, it down. I would not have, so... You didn't You didn't put Dark Phoenix on your top ten, did you? I didn't put Dark Phoenix on your top ten. I okay. don't think... I might have done. We're going to check that. Check that. <laughs> but... I liked it. <laughs> I always oh feel bad like God. this. Like, I can't hide the fanboyism when I literally any mutant movie put in front of me. I'm like, I liked it. <laughs> but I, I mean, don't get me wrong, it is relatively pointless. Yeah. But as relatively pointless action films, well, not action films, concept movies go, I didn't mind it. I liked it. <laughs> Michael. Okay, now we've gotten Darren's opinion out of the way. Yeah. Now we can talk about an actual review of the film. Yeah, yeah. It's the most pointless, directionless, fucking no-concept movie. We've just reviewed Tenet. That's coming next week or whenever it comes out. It yeah. might already be out in version. Um, it's just... I, from a film that had such a high concept to a film that was What If Breakfast Club But Prison... It's yeah. ju- that's it that's the film if you've seen The Breakfast Club and Prison Break you've seen The New Mutants you don't need to see The New Mutants for God's sake do not go and see The New Mutants nobody cares about this film not the audience not the director not the fucking cast not Disney there is one man in the world he sat across from me who wanted to see this film <laughs> I liked it <laughs> 
I have no more feeble defence other than just... I was so close to putting... Now, luckily I've seen enough films to have a top ten and a bottom five. Well done. It's going well, Darren. Um, And at the bottom of my bottom five, it's a film that we won't review because you will not fucking like it. Okay. Uh, Is The Lighthouse. Um, Because... Yeah, it's it's fucking weird, but I at least went artistically, I know what they were trying to do, but I hated it. I am happy to inform you I don't have to put the lighthouse at the bottom of the list now. No, come on. I've luckily seen quite good films this right. year. Um and and this is by far the worst. It sucks. It is <sighs> shite from moment Fucking one. I might have spoiled it for myself. I'll explain that in a moment. It just had no impact. Nothing. It couldn't commit to anything. It couldn't see through an interesting idea. It couldn't see through its characters, interestingly. It was shot piss poorly. Let's talk about the characters. I like them. Um, (laughs) Okay. So, your main character, your protagonist, even though that's now been poisoned by Tenet, is... um, is Danny Moonstar, mm-hmm. played by Blue Hunter. I don't think I've seen anything else. Me neither. I thought it might have. I was like, is that Dora? But, uh, no, <laughs> no, no, it isn't not Dora. Dora. She's been in Another Life on Netflix and the originals on The CW. That's as far as I know wow. the long and short of her known series. Yeah, she's, she's not done a lot. The New Mutants is her second film. The first one was a short film. Right. So, huh. I, she's probably the weakest of the five Easily actors, the weakest. Actors, I think. I, she, to quote myself from my English coursework, <laughs> yeah. she's more wooden than an oak dildo. She's you put ju- that in your English coursework? Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, it's her. She, she's not great, but she's very <laughs> much like the... <laughs> Even I was shocked to see Mokujin finally get a role. <laughs> Oh, she's fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she's quite wooden. She's she she's your um she's your avatar into this movie because she's brought into the New Mutant Institute um to kind of get to grips thing. And yeah, she's she's a bit vanilla. She's a bit uh, a bit boring. She's she's from a Native American like tribe. And she, um, her mutant powers. It, now it's kind of a spoiler to talk about what her mutant powers are because they're not revealed until until later. Later on, in yeah. The movie. But um, she, she's the cause of a lot of trouble for basically everyone around her because of her powers. Yeah, um, which is why she's kind of isolated into this um, into this place. But yeah, she's just there's not a lot to her. I don't think it's terrible. I just think there's not a lot of substance there. She she's given a romantic plot line that kind of feels like. Forced, yeah. I wouldn't say forced necessarily. It feels almost too natural that it happens. Like there's yeah. no like. It's very accepting. It's not very interesting. Quickly. Yeah, it's no, just, it's not interesting. it just it just happens. Mm. Which I suppose is more like you know real life. Not everything is like high emotion and I will die for you and all that stuff. So that's fine. And they're teenagers. They go in and out of this shit all the time. Mm. But yeah, compared to everyone else, okay. There's one other exception. I'd say that. Um, Although he does look cool and he's quite buff, um, Henry Zagger mm. as uh, Bobby DeCosta uh, as Sunspot. I think he's Sunspot in the comics. Yeah. Bear with me, I will just double check um, that he's Sunspot. Uh, so uh, Bobby DeCosta is Sunspot. Sunspot, yeah. yep. So he's also not particularly interesting. No, he has uh, no arc. No, not really. Whatsoever. Um, oh, I tell like there is a little bit revealed about because the whole shtick of the film is they're in this institution yes and they think they're being trained to be X-Men yeah and they are not this is like a finishing school to go to the school but also it's a prison it yeah. is they have cells that they sleep in yeah. they are supposed to be going through some forms of therapy yeah and they all have semi-tragic origins yeah one of them is not tragic because she knew what the fuck she was doing. Yes. Everyone else is kind of like, they've had... You see it a lot in the earlier X-Men films. Like, the first time Cyclops finally mutates and starts blasting lasers into the sky, he can't control it. Similarly, all of these characters have had a, I can't control this 
thing. Yeah. There's your standing for puberty. Mm-hmm. So they kind of really labour on that, especially with um, uh, Maisie Williams' character. Uh, but Rain Sinclair. Rain Sinclair. Mm. Great. Spelt R-A-H-N-E. Which is like yeah, Rachn. Yeah. <laughs> doing what she says here, a Scottish mutant. I'm like, why is she? No one's doing a great like because Bobby DeCosta is meant to be Brazilian, and the bloke who plays him is of Brazilian ancestry, but he doesn't have a Brazilian <laughs> he accent. Just, he just walks on screen. He's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Rachel, what... Rachel was like, what, was Maisie Williams trying to do an accent? And I was like, yeah. She's like, well, was she meant to be Irish? She was like, no. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> she's, she's Celtic of some description. But <laughs> didn't really work. Um, yes, yeah, she... So she's playing uh, Wolfsbane. Hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. So we, we know what Wolfsbane does. So Sunspot obviously is heat. He just, he's basically the human torch. Um, he was in Days of Future Past... A version of him was a version of him was in because he's the one where if he when he gets up to his full power he goes completely like jet black and then has burning eyes and that's sunspot. Yeah, in Days um, of Future Plus, he was played by Adam Canto, was like yes. a future version of himself. So he just pops up for like a little bit, and that's about it. Um, in the same way that like um, Warpath is in that movie for like ten seconds. Yeah, and blink and blink. Yeah, so um, he. So, so Maisie Williams is Wolfsbane. Her deal is she can turn into... She's basically a werewolf. Hmm. However, <laughs> you can tell there was a budget involved in this yep. movie because instead of turning into a werewolf, she turns into a big dog. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> is she re- she's the odd one out on this team. I'm like, but what do you do? Because <laughs> it only really works when she's in like a half and half stage. Mm. Which is what Wolfbane's always looks like in the comic books, but obviously she's like a full-on werewolf, and they didn't have the budget for that clearly. So they gave her like a, well, you can have you can be hairy and have long claws, and that looks kind of fine. But then when she goes full werewolf, she's literally yeah, a she's, dog. She's a husky. And she's just, just a dog. Yeah, it's um, weird. So she, I think she's probably like the more well-rounded one because mm. her her shtick is she's coming from like a very religious background, a very Catholic upbringing. Um, uh, there's, there's, you know, insinuations and there's mm-hmm. some, there was some Catholic priest stuff happening to her. Yeah. Oh um, God, I, I can't wait to talk about those scenes. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, so, no. oh, so no. they're, they're all kind of box ticking exercises of like, well, they all come for tragic pastry. This one's religious. This one, you know, he's the rich kid. He's the poor kid. Which would be Charlie Heaton playing. Um, Sam, Sam Guffrey, Cannonball, yeah. who from the offset, I remember there was an old podcast where it was like, if they're doing like a really intense horror movie, Cannonball is the last person you want in that situation. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I'm just, you know, I turned to a werewolf and I'm so scared of my powers and, you know, I am, I'm in touch with this magical dimension and I burn up and, woo! <laughs> they even do that in I one know. of the scenes. <laughs> like the first time you see his powers being used, he's basically made a fucking fairground ride of himself. Yes. <laughs> it's fucking odd. I, I like the fact that they don't shy away from the fact like yes, he can blast off very fast, but he doesn't have super strong bones. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Is it? Because I seem to remember that Charlie Heaton was in a car crash. And I wonder really? if they wrote it in that he has a broken arm for the entirety of this movie, just so they didn't have to delay filming any further. It would like, make sense. It works perfectly with his character, because, yeah, he just bounces into things. Um, I think he was the only one of the cast I actually really liked. I really liked that portrayal of that character. Yeah, the, I, I don't know why you got Charlie Heaton in to be... <laughs> <but> <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a weird choice. Some folks will never ease. And again, some folks will... Like Sam Gaffrey, the slash George O'Gall... <laughs> Um, yeah, so they got an English person in to do... They've got an English person in to be a Scottish person. Charlie Heaton's English? Yeah, Charlie Heaton's English. Fucking hell, Yeah, okay. I think so. Uh, and then they got a, uh, an English woman in to play a Russian woman. So, I mean, good. <laughs> We're taking over. Yeah. Um, but just so... I, I, yeah, I liked him probably the most because he's the most relatable. And especially when you hear, like, what his tragic backstory is, mm. it makes a lot of sense why he is like he is. Yeah. I liked his friendship with uh, with Sunspot. Mm. It felt because this thing. I think the, the interplay is what saves this. I think for me is that the characters. You know, there's there's a bit of like it's a bit triton like some of them. It's a bit predictable, but it, it's got that Breakfast Club vibe for the most part. They genuinely feel like once you get past the initial like friction between two of them, it, it feels like they're all buddies, and I think that helps me the most in liking this movie. 
I, yeah. I definitely bought the friendship between Sam and uh, Bobby. fuck Bobby. Yeah, because it's just it's just two normal guys hanging out, having fun, yeah. right? Going, and, it's like yeah, they are the only two dudes there, so they're the only two dudes who can be dudes. So like, yeah, I get that. It's everyone else I've got a problem with. Okay, so do you want to talk about Anya Taylor Joy? As Ileana Rasputin. Ileana Rasputin that has been kind of reconceptualized as a fucking maniac. Yeah. So that's but, fun. But because I was trying to explain to Rachel, I was like, that's actually pretty accurate because magic is a dick in the, in the comic books anyway. She's a dick, but in this she's like a homicidal oh. maniac. I don't think he was out of character. I was like, that's magic, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's always been awful. <laughs> she's just the worst bit of Colossus. Mm. Um... And, yeah, they don't go full... She doesn't do the full Colossus head-to-toe metal thing. No. Because, again, budget constraints, I imagine. So she has a metal arm. But they gave her the metal arm and they gave her the soul sword at the very least. That is true. That looked pretty dope. I'll I'll give her that. She looked the part. She looked like magic, so that's good. Um, Yeah, (laughs) apparently Rachel was lost in the entire movie trying to figure out who she was. (laughs) Because she watched that Emma period drama and oh, Annie Taylor yeah. Joy is the lead in that yeah. so yeah she was completely distracted for the whole movie um, so yeah she's it, she's uh, she's grating she's grating like there's some point you like her and you, again when they give her the, they flesh out the backstory a little bit you see where that's kind of come from which I think kind of helps explain a little bit but yeah it's still not She's it's mean ex girls. Yeah, it is. That's what the that's what her role in the film is. Is she's just be, to be there saying stop trying to make fetch a thing, yeah. which is ironic because one of them's a dog. Um, ah! Ah! <laughs> uh, she's just you. there to hate. <laughs> I missed this. Yeah, it's uh, been fun. Uh, but like, she's just there to hate everyone and everything. Yeah, and it does. It's very one note. Yeah, it's a note that. Is acted relatively well enough. Yeah, I think she does a good job. It's you know, okay. For what she's given. But it's uninteresting. Yeah. It's totally uninteresting. Eventually it stops. And there's no real point at which like there's like, oh, I've changed my mind about you. It just... It just stops. It just tones down at one point. She was a bit more accepted. Mm. Um, kind of when shit starts going real. Um, yeah. So um, she's also got a puppet. Yep. Which surprised me. Because <laughs> yep. it's Lockheed, the yep. purple dragon that usually belongs to um, Kitty Pride in, in the comics. And I was like, that's nice. That's a nice little, like, nod. We'll get back to that. Yep. <laughs> um, cool. So we've also got, where is she? Uh, Alice Braga mm. as uh, Dr. Cecilia Reyes. Yeah. Uh, she's been in something. What was it? What, Alice Braga? Uh, yes. Uh, her... Top billings are City of God, which I have seen, uh, yeah. Lower City, and Only God Knows. I feel like this, I've she's definitely this been in other stuff. Oh, she's going to be in the Suicide Squad. Oh, shit. She's going to be uh, Sol Soraya. Oh, she was in... also in uh, Elysium as well. Yeah, that one. That'll be it. That'll be it. So, um, she plays uh, the Doctor, um, that's kind of looking after them on behalf of someone, um, and she she's got like... Force fieldy powers. Mm. That's why she can keep them all locked in. That she's basically put a, a fucking dome over this institution to keep them all the. I think she does fine, but she's not overly interesting as a, an antagonist. She's... Nor is she intimidating. No, she's too. She's too straightforward. There's no like Machiavellian evil there, mm. and you don't really get why she's doing what she's doing. Ultimately, you don't get if she's scared of her. You know. Superior. Insinuated superior, mm. who they removed from this cut of the movie. Yep. Maybe that would have helped if they'd have kept that character in it. Mm. That might have actually helped some stuff. But yeah, she's not... She's a plot device to all yeah. the... Once they ramp up the horror stuff later on, her role is largely redundant at that point. So It is. It, because they kind of... They, they place her, and they definitely placed her in the trailers as like the architect of this entire experience. Yeah. And she's very massively undercut by the actual plot. Yeah. So she kind of just feels like a bit of a fucking waste, all things to be said. She's probably a victim of the reshoots and the, the kind of re-editing of this movie, I and think. she goes out in the most pansy-ass way. Yeah. Like, like well, well, the, it's not pan, pansy-ass in terms of the way she dies, but the way she's undone is fucking shocking. Yeah. It's just like, oh, 
Okay. She's got John McClane. <laughs> by fucking £150, £90 ringing wet measure. Um, so, yeah. Um, oh, by the way, her new show on Sky, Two Weeks to Live, mm. pretty good so far. Yeah. It's like a fun city hitman comedy thing. Yeah. We watched first episodes, it's actually quite good. Um, I'm glad she's doing good stuff. Um, uh, she needs to be in good stuff. She, she does need to be. Unfortunately, had to fin. Did, I'm taking she was at the end of Game of Thrones, right? Oh yeah, she she made. I'm not in. fucking watching that shit. I'm not committing the the weeks of my life it will take for a disappointing ending. I yeah. can't do that to myself. I don't blame you, Michael. It's 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 give it a few years, and I, I maybe the ending will be slightly more appreciated. But oh fuck, yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't tell you to do that anymore, Michael. I had so much faith they were going to fucking stick the landing, and then and they didn't. Um, I think that's the that's the cast. You, you you occasionally see Danny's father, played by a man called Adam Beach, who may be the plankiest plank who ever planked. Um, <laughs> Which makes sense. She's a real chip off the old plank. Oh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that basically, I think, we, we can't tell you what happens. I like the ending action scene quite a bit. Um, and yeah, that's basically better. I... I I like the attempts to kind of make it... Because usually when we have to deal with, like, X-Men problems, when they, they've tried to do it before, it's only really been... The only one I can think of is Rogue in the first movie, where her powers were causing her relatable problems. Usually, it's, oh, no, Jean is possessed by a firebird. And that's not relatable. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I appreciate the attempt to ground it back into something that's very true to the X-Men origins of, like... You know, yes, it's a heavy-handed... Um, well, what's Deadpool also? Uh, it's a heavy-handed metaphor for racism in the 60s. Yeah. But it's a very <laughs> heavy-handed metaphor for puberty. Yeah. But I liked it. I, I, I feel like I'm annoyed that they don't get to explain all this further. This would have been a fucking ideal Disney Plus series of films yeah, to do. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking ideal. Low stakes... Emphasis on character. You can do most of them because they don't cost a lot of money because no one's really got flashy powers, mm. or at least in standard. It's not like you've got like a nightcrawler walking around or someone that requires heavy makeup. They all just look like people until the powers get turned on. So you can save a lot of money that way. Plus, it would have been an excuse as to why mutants haven't been seen in the film because they could have been just locked up yeah. and not talked about. And that would have been interesting. I think the characters aren't bad characters. They've been chosen from the books for a reason. Yeah, they're just given no time to shine in this film. Yeah, it is. It is very short. It's ninety minutes. Yeah, and that's probably including credits. So it's probably close to about eighty. But at least that means it keeps a, like a nice brisk pace. I think if it was like a two-hour thing, you'd run the risk of just getting quite boring. As mm. nothing actiony-wise really happens sustainably. Until we're really like into the home stretch, and then it all becomes basically like a prison break movie, and then a big action scene at the end. There's there's probably about the first forty five minutes to an hour of this movie is just the kind of you know the interplay between the characters, the little bit of mystery about why they're here and who's running things. I know I'm a sucker for this stuff, so please don't take my <laughs> no. Do not take his word for it, people. I I I, I just like I, I will like any Marvel. Mutant movie stuck in front of me. I have a problem, but I genuinely didn't come out of this with any amount of bile. Don't wrong. It's not truly in a top five place this year. It's I'm not that bad, but I I'm glad I watched. It. I'm glad they they finally laid out into the light of day because there's always there been the question of release the new mutants. Yeah, um, going on another fucking Snyder oh, I know, situation. I know. Um, See, so yeah, maybe don't take my word as gospel, but <laughs> in terms of recommendations, I'd say I didn't hate it. I won't necessarily go out your way to go to the cinema to go and see it. Don't put life on the limit to go and watch this movie. We were literally the only two people in the screen, yep. so we were fine. Um, there was when I went, I was slap. I booked a seat, and there was no fucker there. Right. Slap bang in the middle, and then the final trailer was playing. Two in front, two behind, about five rows either side. Right, I'm okay. like, well, this is safe enough. Yeah. This is okay. So I I, I genuinely, I think if this was like a Disney Plus movie in a few months or whatever, I think it's it's perfectly fine for that. It's only 90 minutes of your time. It's not a big time dump. And I liked it. <laughs> 
Okay, right. So it's shite. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's inconsequential in terms of it's inconsistent with its tone. So the tone doesn't matter. And I think it's very obvious when you watch it that this was this was absolutely the intent of the director and the intent of its producers as to what it was going to be. Then there was a really good response to the horror-based trailer, and they were like, "Fuck, we should make this a horror movie." And I, and I really wish they'd got the chance to do that. Mm. Because the horror in this film is not good. It is not scary. No. There, are, there is a bit of some Slender Man style scary imagery. And that's, that's basically it. It's very weak. It's weak in all aspects. The performance is pretty fucking weak. The theming, pretty fucking weak. The story, incredibly fucking weak. The runtime, pathetic. It It's... Just, it's a fucking wet fart of a film. It is, this is the end of the Fox X-Men universe. And it is the most disposable fucking film. It's a wet wipe of a fucking film. It's It's got no fucking substance, no oomph, no drive, no intrigue. It's got nothing. It is the blandest film ever made. Ah! Why am I this angry about it, Darren? I should just be like, well, that was, by definition, a film. That was things committed to real. That's all I can say about it. I liked it. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert! So, right, the first line of the film, I absolutely ruined for myself because all I could on. think of was this meme. Okay. So the first line of the film, it's like, inside you there are two bears. I immediately thought of this. Inside you there are two wolves. One is gay, the <laughs> other is gay. You are gay. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought of that. Yeah. Laughed and chuckled to oh, myself. No. And then she, <laughs> then she gets a gay what? <laughs> I was like, oh no, the two wolves, the two gay wolves, they're coming back. Oh, oh my god. god. Okay, so the film looks cheap as well, doesn't it? Like, I think outside of the magic effects, yeah. it's a very cheap looking film. See, so Danny Moonstar's powers are that basically she, it, it's like a hallucinogen thing. Yeah. A bit like uh, what's his face, his son from X Men Two, William Stryker's son from X Men Two. Yeah, yeah, but it's more you don't have to be like hooked up to him or anything like that. It's just she caught her presence causes like people to see their first their worst fears. It's something like when she overreacts, a psionic wave is yeah. essentially emitted and yeah. causes people's nightmares to become real. Yeah, that's and a characters cool. to be more fleshed out. Um, <laughs> Who would have known? I know. And that's a that's a cool concept, but they just waste it really quickly. If they'd gone hard into the horror stuff, see, well, this thing I don't particularly like horror movies, so I don't know if that would have necessarily been the best for me. But maybe for the movies like um, standalone, you know, can stand on its own as a as a movie, it would have helped. It's perfect for that shit. You can take that to the fucking nth degree. It's what we thought we were going to get in the new Doctor Strange movie, when it's going to be nightmare that they would just go fucking in on this like fear stuff um, oh god is that film still going to be Nightmare I so now they're doing the multiverse stuff now but like yeah I watched the thing where they were theorising that maybe Scarlet Witch is going to be the bad guy or oh yeah Scarlet Witch is in there yeah it's going to be Night- I think Nightmare's still because they swapped directors now because they're getting Sam Raimi <laughs> yeah. um, which I'm both excited and terrified of <laughs> um, anyway um, so she's the most scared of because in like you said the two bears thing in Native American culture is there is a good bear inside you and the demon bear inside you which is trying to they're constantly fighting with each other he's everything the good bear is everything good the bad bear is everything bad but it's a parable it, it's, yeah. the, it's the idea of you shouldn't feed your fear your anger your hatred basically don't feed the Sith in you yes and then you'll be fine you'll be a good person but it's yeah. in this film it's like no no there's a literal bear well that's the thing she fears that, so therefore it becomes her biggest fear, and therefore she can make it real. Because these are not like... Sometimes they are like dreams, so sometimes happen to when these people are sleeping. But if she gets bad enough, she can manifest them in real life. So the beginning um, scene is her village being attacked by the demon bear that she has created. And then she's just kind of knocked out in a tree and somehow ends up here. That's never really explained how she got to the Institute. No. But... Um, and so her powers then start to reveal, like, well, we then find out that 
uh, Bobby DeCosta burnt his first girlfriend by accident because, you know, he, when he gets excited... I'm he, just too hot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> fuck. We find out Who that, wrote this I know, script? I know. We find out that Cannonball... Um, the first time he went off because it, it's not as like simplistic in the comic books where literally his legs explode mm. he's like just has energy that when he gets worked up will just burst out of him like fucking concussive blast and everyone's fucked yeah he's that, just he's kind of like he accidentally enters the speed force exactly that's yeah. his shtick so he went he was working in a coal mine got claustrophobic and when his powers triggered it killed everyone including his dad inside that mine so that's why he's here uh Maisie Williams. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, she's okay. We're she's branded with a W for witch by uh, a Catholic priest, and there's also the kind of insinuation that they're doing what all bad Catholic priests do in movies now. Um, and she kills him. Oh, was that actually what they were saying? That she got diddled by a priest? Is that what they were saying? That might just be me reading into it. I just see bad Catholic priests. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. oh, <laughs> been a bad boy for her. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, because the setup with that character is that she's like, she lives in a small village. Obviously, she's a yeah. fucking were, well, dog. Were dog. Yeah. Dog wolf. Were dog? Were dog. We'll yeah. go with the dog. Yeah. I'm just, it's just me saying to, it's just me inquiring where the canines are at this point. Yeah. Were dog. Were dog. <laughs> He's a cute dog. <laughs> but like, so it's, she lives in this small ass village. She, mm. this happens to her. She's scared. Yeah. She goes to talk to the priest in the village about it and she's branded witch. Yeah. And that's kind of it. And that's the standing for, also they didn't like the fact that I was a lesbian. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But then there's that fucking scene and I pissed myself laughing. <laughs> I'm sure the other four people were like, what the fuck? It's, there's, for some reason, this film's got a big fascination with shower scenes for seemingly no reason. Yeah, it does. So it, it likes to get Maisie Williams' kit off. And mm. this is three years ago, Maisie Williams. Yeah. So, hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it was fine. <laughs> was it fine? I don't well, know. Well, in the context of the movie, she's 16, so it's not, but I think it's fine. <laughs> so, so the scene in which her nightmare, which is obviously she, she her manifestation of her nightmare is... The priest branding her, but it is just a priest in full vestments marching into a shower. <laughs> There's that diddling yeah. kind of energy That's around. That's probably it. where I got it from. She was twenty years old. We were fine. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they. Uh, yeah, that was bad. Um, anyway, so that's so that's why she's here, and then magic. Killed 18 dudes. She killed 18 dudes, but it's kind of implied that they were like. Keeping her in... Because there's no mention of Colossus whatsoever in this. No. Um, so, it, my interpretation of the Smiley Men... Or she was a little girl being, a, like, either kept, like, by a Russian gang or, you know... I'm not implying... That's like, what I took from yeah. it. Yeah. So, she's enslaved in some way, whether that's, like, child trafficking, sex trafficking, whatever. And she was... There was the people that would, like, haunt her. And in her... Uh, her mutant abilities allowed her to escape into... Basically the same place that Colossus go, uh, Nightcrawler goes. Yeah. Like a like an end dimension type of thing. Um, and in her imagination, she turned them into proper monsters. Even though they were just normal imagination. people. Imagination. <laughs> um, so she kills them. Oh, God. That is, this. is that her backstory? Is imagination land her backstory? I, I think so. There was also a sex pest in that episode. <laughs> so she kills these eighteen people, and then when she sees her greatest fears, it's she's seeing her childhood imagination of what these monsters look like. So they're these big smiley dudes, voiced by Marilyn Manson, because of course you would get Marilyn Manson to voice that thing. <laughs> um, and they're like the kind of slender men, mm. putty patrol that runs after you before you get to the demon bear fight at the end. Yeah. Um, and they've all got like an open black shirt and a chest tattoo yeah which to me says yeah she was getting diddled by Russian people yeah so but then they kind of put that sequence in where they recycle footage from Logan and mm. they have that but there's an institution that are testing kids with powers and it's like okay that puts this movie in a really fucking confusing place timeline wise in a timeline that already doesn't make any fucking sense oh yeah because the X-Men are dead yeah of course they are so if that institution exists, the X-Men are fucking dead. And they talk about the X-Men like that's who they're joining. So it's like... Uh, well, it's because... Right, let's talk about it. They 
It's again we see an Essex corporation. It's not a briefcase. It's on Rand, is it? It's like no. It's the uh, it's it's the login screen of exposition. That's it. So Essex Corporation means this is meant to just do with uh, Mr. Sinister. Now I read this on IMDb as a take of a pinch of salt. Allegedly, John Hamm had already filmed all his scenes as Mr. Sinister. Oh, they cast John. Hamm? They cast John Hamm, and I was a bit surprised. I'm like, I thought John Hamm hated superhero movies. Yeah, I thought maybe he did. it was a ruse. But either way, he had shot all his Mr. Sinister scenes. Now, where were they going to do just John Hammond? He's got the fucking uh, the diamond yeah, in the yeah. middle of his forehead. Or they'd gone full-on fucking Mr. Sinister with the tassels. Yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> allegedly he was going to show up in this film, mm. which I think would have actually helped. It would have definitely helped the Doctor character because mm. then you can see like she's basically a subordinate to this evil man and she's doing what she's doing because he's fucking Mr. Sinister. But allegedly they took him out Disney made that decision, which to me screams like, it makes sense. Sinister was the last big X-Men villain that hasn't been done yet. Don't spunk him on this. Hmm. Save him. Maybe, you know, make John Hammer a sweet deal and then have him as, you know, because Magneto's fucking played out at this point and we've got to build back to an apocalypse that's not fucking... Um, <laughs> the one we got. Yeah, not Oscar Isaac, or five foot four of him. <laughs> He needs to be eight foot fucking <laughs> Christ almighty. Instead we get midget Ivanus. I know. <laughs> I don't think they'll ever do it though. No. Really tall dude who's a weird colour. That's just Thanos. And Voxley yeah. basically is Thanos anyway. So yeah, he kind of is. I don't feel... Like, but at the very least they've got to build towards him. Magneto's played out at this point. And you've already done um, Hellfire Club. Maybe you could revisit that, yeah. but I don't know. I feel like they did it pretty well in first class, and then yeah, you know. So Mister Sinister makes the most sense, and they're bringing him back into the comics in the relaunch. He was a big part of the relaunch, mm. so I think he's the obvious one to go with there. So that explains why he's gone, mm. and then that just means that he's basically just another glorified. Well, isn't this a neat nod? <laughs> and that's it. So I'm a bit disappointed that didn't happen, but I get the reasons and agree with it 100 why they didn't, why they pulled him from this movement. Similarly, there's no post-credit scene in this film no. either. <laughs> what a tease! Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, it's just, um, it's just the X-Men logo, and then like, like it, it goes black so it's just like a black circle yeah. and then two smaller circles come either side of it oh, and just forms yes. the bit. That's, that should have been it that should have been it <laughs> I'd have been happy with that <laughs> with like just like apocalyptic music behind it but it's just like a slowed down version of it's a small world <laughs> no every few millennia human life jumps forward <laughs> <laughs> Just the Professor X speaks, but it's Mickey. <laughs> yes. Um, so, right, let's just talk about... Have you got anything else you really want to talk about? Because I just want to talk about the ending. Talked about scene. the awkward... <laughs> the awkward pre-scene. Yeah. There's... Oh, God. There's a fantastically shit love story. So let's talk about that. Yeah, it's the one in between... So Danny Moonstar and uh, and, and Wolfbane basically become a lesbian couple, Matt. I, I I believe the awkwardness of it. I just didn't believe how it was very yes and. It was just like a, I've never done this. Hmm, time to les. Like it just yeah, it just, it just happens. See, you know? I don't mind that though because I don't think everything needs to be like this long drawn out. Will they? Won't they? Because that's not how you normalise these things. That's true. That so I appreciate that that it was just such like a natural like it just flowed that way. Yeah, They're both I guess like so. you're hot. You're hot. Let's fucking do this. Yeah, um, and I appreciate that. Like in a pressurized environment, when there are four other people around you, and someone else comes into that equation, yeah. you can kind of break that barrier first. Yeah, like with the people you've been locked up with for ages, yeah. it would be a bit weird. Yeah, the new the new girl that you kind of got the hots for. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, like I get it. In so much as that, I don't get it. And everyone hates each other up until they have an impromptu two minute party. Which just happens. <laughs> that felt like that was just a um, like a fucking Ferris Bueller's Day Off level trope of like we need to do some John Hughes shit. I've been here to, to move this along. Yeah, it was like it was it was mystical shit. Then prison drama. Then trying to be a psychological horror. Then it was right back to being the Breakfast Club. Yeah, it wasn't scary enough, admittedly, to really. Cla- At no point was I like. Ah. Yeah, there was no tension. The smiley men. If you really would have pushed them, I think could have worked. Yeah. And, and and that would be fine. And if you don't want to use um, Mr. Sinister, 
I'm sure there must be someone along those lines that you could get get fucking the Shadow King in. Just yeah. do that, you know, that that's fine. That's fair enough. He can do that type of thing. Anyway, so basically they try and kill Danny Moonstar. They say she's too powerful. It becomes basically that you know, they're not going to the, the X Mansion. They're being trained to be killers. They've all killed in the past, they're seeing their um, you know, how well they do as like basically Mr. Sinister's fucking suicide squad, basically. Yeah. Um because I'm like, how did Ileana Rasputin not just go straight through? She's clearly very good at this. I mean, yeah. she's a bit mental, but that. Um, and anyway, so they basically it comes down the line from the exposition computer that Danny Moonstar's too powerful killer. They save her from the doctor. That's when the doctor gets wiped out. Um, <laughs> In the most pansy-ass way. Yeah, I know. A 90-pound soaking where Maisie Williams just scratches her a bit. Uh, and, and then that's she's it. fucking done she's for. She's fucking died. So... But then that's when the demon bear comes out and we've yeah. got to fight the demon bear because Danny's knocked out and can't fight it. That's when we get a let's do a mutant action scene. Now, I remember everyone like, oh, the train scene at the end of Dark Phoenix. I didn't actually mind it that much. No, it was, that, was the, that was the best bit yeah. of that film. And this is probably the best bit of this film because they're all just fighting a big fucking bear. It's yeah, great. Yeah, um, you get it, it, Well, okay. There's me thinking Lockheed. That's a nice little nod. <laughs> and then Lockheed turns up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know why. Budget. But I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You can just manifest a dragon. Just manifest a dragon all the time. It yeah. can't be that hard. But yeah, so Lockheed actually turns up and a little shitty dragon and breathes fire at the big bear. Does nothing to the big bear. Ileana's just fucking waiting on this thing <laughs> with a sword. Bobby DeCosta is like reluctant to do anything. Yeah. He's like, oh, but I might burn stuff. I'm like, good, burn. <laughs> burn the bear. And then when he does turn on his burn powers, yeah. he's like, finally, I am the sun god. Let's twat it with a chair. Exactly. <laughs> Cannonball does what Cannonball does, which is just fucking spike into things. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen a scene where the bear's about to like come down on someone and then you just see a fucking bolt. The bear's gone and he's just fucking... Ah! Like shoving it into the atmosphere. <laughs> um, and yeah, so eventually Maze Williams has to like claw up and do something. <laughs> do dog things. But then Danny wakes up and like she like calms the bear. it's a bit of a cop out admittedly where she's it's like a massive cop out. I I don't fear you anymore. Goodbye. And then the bear just poofs. It's just um, the the most I think the worst scene in that film, acting wise, is her just going, No! To the bear. Yeah. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> it's just such a bad... Like, yeah. We did 40 takes and that, that was, was the, the best, best one. one. <laughs> she's not good at this. Maybe they should have got Dora. Um, Maybe they should have got Dora. She seemed fun. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I have no... Did. I mean, you knew it was fucking coming. I don't, <laughs> I don't make any apologies for this. It's just... I like mutant movies. I think, yeah, it would have been... There's better ways. Maybe if they'd said, like, okay, I know legally we're going to these in cinemas, but if we put it on Disney+, Plus and we promise we'll, make, we'll work it into whatever we've got planned up. Because, I mean, because it's so disjointed, I mean, yes, there's the Essex Corp and, and a bit of the stuff from Logan... I think you cut that out and then you can kind of repackage this anywhere it goes. It doesn't have any returning characters. I think it's the only X-Men movie that doesn't have any crossover characters. Yeah. Literally no one from the other movies. I know well, Sunspot was in... It's got a cast in, of seven total. So yeah, like, true. You know. I know Sunspot was in Days of Future Past, but, but yeah, that, that's a future. That timeline's been wiped out, so yeah. that's fine. Um, I feel like you could have taken this and made... You've got good actors in this. Yeah, you could have saved some Charlie. Bad ones. Yeah, you got some but, fucking dreadful ones, yeah. but you could have been like, right, let's fucking lock Charlie Heaton down. Yeah. You know. I, I think that you could have saved this and made it a more interesting thing on Disney Plus alongside like, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and all that stuff's coming out. It seems fucking ideal for that. Instead, it's just a one and done. It's forgettable. Mm. I can't deny that. I, I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again. By yeah. by definition, it is a film that feels dated because it is years old. Yeah. But it feels... It doesn't even feel like 2017 old. It feels like 2007 old. It mm. feels like a, a relic of a superhero film in just... Because it is this... Well, we're used to kind of grandiose, overarching things and we can have smaller beats in a larger world yeah. and that's what this was trying to be it was trying to be like an Ant-Man next to the Dark Phoenix yeah, just supposed yeah. to be an Avengers film apparently he did have plans for a trilogy which gotta hope this is true they had cast Warlock the black and yellow alien digital looking thing mm. Sasha Baron Cohen 
Oh. He wasn't in an original draft of this film, but then they said, no, we'll put him in the second one and have that be about aliens. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't mm. need that. No. That's fine. Um, so maybe we dodged the bullet. Yeah. But there we go. That is... I mean, I'm glad they they kind of aren't doing a sequel now because then they would have had to have gone, no, no, not Adam Warlock, the shit one. Yeah, that so, no one liked. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, look. it's do- If nothing else, it's done now. There is no more Fox mutant stuff. We can start plotting ahead. Was, this was the first film that said 20th Century Studios. That was a bit well. weird. Is it me or was it the text also seemed a bit wonky? Yeah. It seemed like they've rendered it bad. I'd be like, oh, that's just off. <laughs> yeah. Um, the rumour is apparently that we're going to be getting a mutant cameo in all phase, whatever, phase, phase five we're on? Four. Four. Every phase four film will have, again, it's just a rumour, they'll have something dropped into them and then that will all coalesce at the end into an X-Men movie, which I think is the right way around to do it. Yeah. You start building, like, why they haven't shown up before. We don't know whether it's because of the snap that they're all here now or if they've been here the whole time, but that's a way to kind of build it up. They had to get this out of the way. Maybe it's for the better. I don't know if that's going to start in Black Widow or whatever, but... Mm. It'd be interesting if it does. I think the big rumour is it's going to, they're going to start with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, that's where the first drop will come because there's been some like noted like um, on-set pictures of like stuff yeah. that's related to X-Men stuff. So we'll see. But yeah, it wasn't the glorious end it could have been. I don't know what would have been the glorious end because then we would have been sad that it's gone. Maybe it's better it went on such a, like, a forgettable movie. Well, it's between that... this and Dark Phoenix. So like, it's either yeah. one that was universally fucking panned or one that no one saw. So it didn't know in America. I don't know if it even, they're even still planning that. It got released in... A... <laughs> That's what they should have done. Released in like Belize for a week. And then <laughs> gone, well, we did everything. <laughs> we good. <laughs> Die. <laughs> done. Okay, don't even announce it on Disney Plus. Just one day someone like five years ago goes, oh, it's been here for five years. We just didn't search for it. Because no one was that ravenous for the new mutants. But oh, anyway, plug away, Mark. You can go and find me on Twitter at that Mark Owen, as well as Instagram. You can go and find Darren on Twitter and Instagram at the Guttridge. You can follow the site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the username FowlENT. That's F O U L E N T. You can find us on fanstainment.com for more stuff like this, as well as articles and other such things. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud under the username FowlENT or Valley and T podcast, depending on your service provider, and of course, anywhere you can pick up an RSS feed. Huh. Coming up, or possibly in the past, uh, Tenet <laughs> is uh, also been reviewed this week. I preferred the new mutants to Tenet. Oh, that's a great lead into that episode. I'm gonna be. We had so much fun recording. Oh that yeah, episode. it's a great, it's a great listen. Uh, just I hope the set doesn't react I, too I, badly to my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I think it rivals our Interstellar episode. Our Interstellar meltdown. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Stuff of legend. Only Christopher Nolan can make us that angry. <laughs> um, so that. Uh, we're going to be recording an episode about the Nintendo Direct that dropped for Mario's 35th anniversary and then talking about some of the Avengers beta stuff. So that'll well. already be out, I think. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I don't know. Just go over to the website, valentine.com. You'll see stuff on there. And then upcoming, we'll have reviews, hopefully, from Mulan. Um, we've got we've got Bill and Ted coming up as well. Yep. Some games coming out, hopefully, in the not-too-distant future as well. Yes. Uh, so we'll see you for all that and more. But once again, thank you for listening. Bye, everybody! Bye!